doing here at 4992 Euclid Road. You can uh, text OAWC to 833-373-6278. I may have said that a little fast for some people. It is O-A-W- it's, uh, OAWC to 733. Could you put that one back up? 733. Amen. She went way down. You need prayer? Come on and text OAWC. OA Connect to 55498 if you need prayer. We will be glad to pray for you. We'll get that back up there in a minute for you. Um, I'm going to speak to you from a word today that the Lord dropped into my spirit. I know that last Sunday was Resurrection Sunday. Last Sunday we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. So let me me read the word of God. Um, I'm coming from John, the 11th chapter. And I'm going to read, first of all, verses 1 through 6, and then I'm going to skip down. Um, And I'm reading from the New Living Translation Bible. And if you want to get the sermon notes, you can download the uh, church app, of course, or you can go to faithlife.com and search for Open Altar Worship Center, and you'll see all of the notes. Um, But verse 1 says, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick, so the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Lazarus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. Listen to this. It says, no, it happened for the glory of God. So that what? So that the son of God will receive glory from this. And so, all, so although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Let's skip down to verse uh, 28. Verse 28 says, Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside for the morning. So now by this time, Jesus had done came where Mary and Martha was and um, says the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. And when the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, They assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her there. And when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you only had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. Listen to this. A deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. And it says, the people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry. I want to pause right there. I know I'm still... We don't think that the Lord ever got mad. 
So we get, you know, Pastor Robin and I was having this conversation, and, and sometimes we get feel guilty for getting angry. It says here that Jesus got angry, and I told Pastor Robert Friday, I'm not Jesus, so I'm going to get angry. But anyway, let me, let, me not, let me not go too far. As he arrived, at, he, got, he still was angry. So that meant he got angry, and he was still angry at the tomb. And, gave, and, and a, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Listen to this. It says, he said, roll, aside, roll the stone aside. Jesus told them, but Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days, and the smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believed? So they rolled the stone aside, and then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. Thank you for hearing me. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I we have heard your word. Your word is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword. And so now, God, even as we prayed in intercessory prayer before service on today, we pray, God, that you would break up the foul ground. We pray, God, hallelujah, through your word that you would speak to us and allow us, God, to move in your power and your resurrecting power, Father. We know we celebrated Resurrection Sunday. We celebrated Jesus' uh, uh, resurrection on last Sunday. But today, God, we are going to celebrate our resurrection. We're going to celebrate, hallelujah, what you can do in us on today. And so we say, Lord, be with us on today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, the title of message this teaching is is it time for a resurrection in your life is it time for a resurrection in your life or resurrection is it time for a resurrection um on sat uh one day last week pastor robert and i uh went out and and pressure our our patio because it was full of pollen but the pollen meant that something was coming to light, that the trees were budding. And then um, even if you look in, into the trees, you see new, new uh, uh, flowers coming. You see new sprouts coming. It means that that which was dead during the wintertime is now coming back to light. There's newness. Um, um, we have hedges, and we can see at the top the brighter green leaves mean that that's new growth that means that it's being resurrected to grow even taller so i ask you on today what are some areas in your life that needs resurrection that needs renewal that needs new life what is it today in your life that uh, 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 maybe it's your finances that need resurrecting Maybe it's a relationship that your Lord, I, look, it needs new life. First of all, let me back up so that you can understand where I'm going. Resurrection means a coming back into use or importance. How many people probably cast you aside and said that, you know what, you ain't no good. 
They kicked you to the curb. But God says, I'm getting ready to resurrect you and make you useful again. Or maybe it's within yourself that you've gone through so much in your life that you're like, I can't take another thing. Pastor Robert says, I don't, you know, I, I have a good saying that, you know, um, I, I, I was so hungry, I didn't know what in the world to do. Or I was so this, I didn't know what in the world to do. Any of y'all had any of those, I, I, I didn't know what in the world to do moments? <laughs> Where you, wait a minute, I done tried everything that there is to try. I don't know what in the world to do next. Anybody had any of those moments? Anybody ever felt like, you know what? I, 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 God was moving through me powerfully. God was doing wonderful things. I mean, I was on fire for God. I was just, oh, everything was clicking. And then all of a sudden, you went through a trial and you lost your joy. You lost your peace. You didn't lose it or it's no longer there. Or your passion for the things of God are no longer there. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? I was talking to my pastor on this week. Have you ever been to the point to where you read the word of God and it seems like that there's nothing, there's no revelation coming. There's nothing. You're reading it and you almost read it out of a form of, of, of uh, 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 how do I want to say, what word am I looking for? A habit. You know, you, you, you know you need to get up and pray. You know you need to get up and read the word of God. You know, but when sometimes you're in your prayer and your mind is all over the place and it don't seem like that you can get a prayer through. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever been when you're looking at the word and it's just words on a piece of paper and it's not really clicking with you? I've been there. And I get there sometimes now. It's time for a resurrection. It's time that uh, uh, when you read the word that the revelation and Holy Spirit will click. I think about even in our mental state, uh, 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 next month, May, is, is mental, uh, mental Health Awareness Month. And even in some, some people's mental state, it's like uh, uh, they have gone through so much. And I've been there even with the loss of my mom. I thought sometimes that I was not going to make Ask Pastor Robert. I didn't think I was going to make it. I sat there and I said, Pastor Robert, you got to pray for my mind because I feel like that, oh, everything is bombarding my mind. And I just can't seem to get it together. Here it is. Oh, Pastor Wendy? Yes, Pastor Wendy. Y'all don't know. I'm being transparent. I'm being real because some of you guys have dealt with the same thing. Some of you are still dealing with the same thing. How many? What needs reds? I can't answer that for you. You have to answer it for yourself. I can, only, I can only say, God, I need this to be resurrected. I need that to be resurrected. I need, what needs resurrection? What needs to be brought back into use or importance? What needs to be put into a, it also means a bringing back into a use or existence, a revival of inactivity or neglect. What have you neglected in your life? 
that needs to be resurrected again. You thought, remember how I said sometimes we get used to things and we lose our appreciation and because we lose our appreciation, we began to neglect it. We began to neglect relationships. We began to neglect the very thing that God says, wait a minute, that's important. So what we have to do is we have to say, God, I need a resurrection in this area. I need a resurrection. What needs resurrecting in your life? Hope? Your faith? What needs resurrecting? Your peace? Your joy? I don't know. But I'm going to talk to you today. I got four points and then I'm going to be out of your way. Verse 11 says that Jesus told the disciples that Lazarus had fallen asleep. He didn't say he was dead, but had fallen asleep. Some things are not dead. It's just fallen asleep. You know, Pastor Robert uh, 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 and I, it's like, don't wake me up suddenly. Because you wake me up suddenly, I'm all, I get all nervous, I'm startled. It's like I, even with alarm clocks, I never liked an alarm clock because I didn't like to be woken up suddenly. I was sleepy. Jesus said, wait a minute, Lazarus is sleeping. So I'm going to let him rest a little while. I'm going to let him stay there a little while. You've been calling on Jesus, and he ain't coming. You've been saying, Lord, when's my turnaround? And you've been waiting. Lord, when, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? And it doesn't seem like God has moved. I sat, I looked at the scripture, and it said that, wait a minute, hold on. That it said that Jesus, he went on about his normal business. So that means that God's timing is not our timing. And sometimes it's not a micable thing, and I know that's kind of cliche as here in the, in the church, but let me share something with you. A, a, a day with the Lord is what? As, as a thousand days or however the scripture goes. Let me share something. Because it's been 10 days, it's only been a millisecond for God. Because it's been four years, it's only been a day for God. So God's is saying, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not going to move when you tell me to move. Do you move when somebody tells you, you need to do this, and I, I'm going through, and I'm, I need you to help me right now. You're going to look at them like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Back that thing up a minute. You ain't going to talk to me like that. Do you not think that God doesn't feel the same way? When we, we, we got ourselves in the mess. We got ourselves in trouble, and because we got ourselves in trouble, we want God to move right now. We got a light bill that's due, and they getting ready to cut our lights off. Well, you knew the light bill was due when they sent the bill 30 days ago. Amen? But now we want, oh, Jesus, come, pay my light bill. God, I need you to make a way. No, uh-uh, God said you should have been making provisions 30 days ago. I'm, I, I don't even know why I went there. I'm just, I'm keeping it real. You understand what I'm saying? So some of the things that we have found ourselves in, God said, wait a minute, I'm not going to move because you want me to move right now. I'm a loving father. 
I'm a, uh, I'm a father that cares for you. And so uh, uh, John uh, 11 and 1, uh, uh, my first point is that it has to die. It has to die. It has to die. You're, you're trying to hold on to something, and God says, I need for it to die. I need for that relationship to die. Because you're holding on to that person. You, you chose that person. I didn't choose that person for you. And now all hell is breaking loose. But I need for you. And, and things have gone wrong. And you're saying, God. But God says you're holding on to it. But I need for it to die. That habit. I need for it to die. I need for it to die. What needs to die in your life? Answer that. Some needs, some, some desires needs to die. Jesus said, uh, 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 my point is it needs to die. 11 and 1 verses 1 and 4. Let me go to, uh, I'm getting, a, I'm, I'm excited. Y'all know me. Verse 11, it says, and then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. And the disciples, you know, of course, you know, well, what do you mean sleep? You know, he's dead. And then Jesus came back and he said, no, Lazarus is dead. Let me share something with you. God has pronounced death over some things that you're still trying to hold on to. <laughs> you're still trying to do CPR to it. But God said it's dead. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. God counted it dead three and four months ago, but you're still trying to resuscitate it. You're still trying to put the oxygen mask on it and cause it to live. And God said it ain't coming back to life. It's dead. And, 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 and I had a hard time with this message because, you know, I lost my mom. And it's like, wait a minute, God. God said, stop holding on to that thing that I have already pronounced dead in your life. Psalms 119 and uh, 71 says what? Let's read it. It says, my suffering was good for me. How in the world, what do you mean it was good for me? How can suffering be good? That don't compute in my mind. That don't register in my mind. Me suffering is good? I am, I'm not understanding it, God. I, I cannot comprehend that with my mind, with my mind, but with my spirit, I can comprehend. But listen to what it says. It was good for me. Why was it good for me? For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees, meaning it taught us to pay attention to the word of God. Our suffering causes us to pay attention. Let me let me uh, let me illustrate that for you. You're going through something and God gives you a right now word. He gives you a word just for your situation. So when you receive that situ that that word from God and it clicks in your spirit, then what happens? Then it, it, it causes you to pay attention to the word of God. Sometimes God can't do anything in life until he gets our attention. Through circumstances, through troubles, through trials. Because, you know, as long as everything is going good, we don't have a need for God. 
We don't have a need. But time you go to, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I need some help. Lord, in the name of the deliver, set free. Have y'all ever been there? I know I have. Oh, you who are at ease in Zion. <laughs> Paul said, I'm preaching to the choir. Sometimes God got to get our attention. Suffering. Nobody wants to suffer. It don't compute. Listen to this. Matthew 16 and 25 says, if you try to hang on to your life, if you try to hang on to that which you keep trying, what God has already pronounced dead, guess what? You're going to lose it anyway. But he says, but if you give up your life, if you die to that situation, if you die to those impulses, if you desire, die to those habits, if you die to those old ways, old way of thinking, if you give up your life for my sake, you're going to save it. Now, that's an oxymoron right there. That's backwards in today's world. Ain't it? That's backwards in this, in this thinking. If I give it up, I'm going to save it? What you mean? But even with our, our finances, we have a tendency to hold on to it. God said, hold on to it. You ain't going to save it. No way. But if you give it freely, guess what? You're going to win in the end. He's going to pour out a blessing that you're not even going to have room enough to receive. You're trying to save it. <laughs> and I've been there. I'm going to be honest. I can just be quite frank. It's like I pinched off a little bit, and I was, you know, God clearly told me, clearly told me what I needed to, to give in an offering or whatever. And I'm like, I'm debating with God, and I only, I, I cut it off. And let me share something with you. And I, what I cut off and decided to pinch off and give to God, that what I thought I kept, man, it was blown the next, uh, the, the next five, ten, you know, time I got out of church. I'm like, what in the world happened? Pastor Robin and I were having that discussion on this week where we had our, our, um, our, our, our resurrection seed offering given above and beyond. And I'm going to be honest, last week I wrote my check. I, I, the Lord clearly told me what to write my check out for. And I was like, no, I ain't writing it out for that because I got this to pay. I got this to do. I got that to do. I wrote the check. I felt so convicted. And then I had to turn around and tear the check up and write it again. And then this week I got some great news, financial news. You know, it's why? Because it's being obedient. It's, it, it, it's, it's allowing, saying, look, I'm going to die to myself. I'm going to die to my own thinking. We have to die. The Bible says that in John tw uh, 12 and 24, it says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat, I woke up with this scripture in my mind this morning, unless a kernel of wheat is planted into the soil, you got to plant that thing, and it dies. Once it's planted, it dies. It's got to remain and leave it alone. Remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. What this was meaning was Jesus' death was going to cause many new lives to come to Christ. But the thing is, is that when we allow what it is that needs to die, when we stop trying to give it CPR, God's going to cause it to resurrect, and it's gonna, he's going to cause it to blossom. He's going to cause you to blossom. You thought you missed that thing? You thinking you're missing it? Die to it and let God resurrect something new in your life you're gonna be blessed like never before let's go to point number two point number two i gotta move with tough times it only shows our character when when times are tough it only shows our character 
it shows us what's necessary and what's not. So let's look at number two. We're talking about it's time for a rex- resurrection in your life. In order t- for that thing to be resurrected or, or, or um, a resurrection to occur in your life, allow the stone to be rolled away. Let the stone be rolled away. Let the covers come off. Be willing to let it be exposed. You know what I'm saying? The stone, it, it hid Lazarus. The stone, we didn't know what was going on behind in that cave. But once the stone was rolled away, we were able to see it was a, let me share something with you. When you confess things, when you put it out in the open, what you're struggling with, the enemy can't hold you, hold you, uh, he can't hold on to it any longer with you. He, you know, there's no secret. He deals in secrecy. He deals in deception. So when we say, wait a minute, I know I got this problem. I don't need you to tell me I got it. I'm telling myself, I'm letting you. So I, when, when I tell you I have a problem, you feel powerless now. You don't feel like you got nothing against me. Am I right? <laughs> I ain't got no secrets. That's why I deal in transparency. It, it's like I'm going to let you know what I'm dealing with. If, uh, I, and I, I know this may not be a good example, but the thing about it, if I'm stinking, I'd rather say like yesterday, I mean, I went to the store after I left here. You know, I was working and sweating and all of this. And, and lo and behold, I ran into two people I knew. And the first thing that I said was, look, I've been working today, so I may sm- smell a little, you know, a little sweaty or whatever. I'm looking sort of, you know, disheveled because we, we served on today. I let you know what was going on. So you're not in your mind saying, well, Pastor. So Wendy don't smell good right now. When in the world? I'm going to let you know. You can't hold on to it. Let me, let me just put it out there. Some things you just need to put it out there so the enemy can't hold, on, hold, you, hold you accountable and hold you hostage to that thing any longer. Let's look at uh, uh, John 11, 39 and 41. John 11, uh, verse 39 says, he, Jesus said, roll the stone aside. Let's expose it. And Martha said, well, wait a minute. He's been dead for four days, and it smells terrible. Can you imagine yourself living next to a corpse? The stench for four days. I know this may not be a good, good picture right now, but that thing you've been holding on to stinks. That thing you've been laying beside and, and, and just uh, uh, saying, I can't let it go, is dead and it's, it's, it's decomposing and it has the worst smell in your life. If you're not going to live next to or hang on to a decomposing body, why are you holding on to this that God said is already dead? It stinks. It stinks. But Jesus said, roll the stone away. I know it stinks. He said, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you only believe? If you allow God to roll away the stone, if you believe that God can do whatever is impossible in your life, if you believe that he can resurrect. Now, I'm not talking about the old thing, but I'm talking about making it new again. If we cannot believe, God God is saying, believe that I can resurrect. Believe that I can make you whole again. Believe that I can heal your broken heart. Believe that I can heal your confused mind. Believe that I can heal your finances. Believe that I can heal that relationship. Just believe. 
He said, if you just believe, you're going to see my glory. You're going to see it. Believe, believe. The stone represents our unbelief. We won't allow it to get exposed, so we keep on holding on to it. But God said, just believe. Roll the stone away. Expose it. What is it on, on today that you need to surrender to God and say, God, I just give it all to you. I'm going to lay it open to you. Let's take uh, number three. Number three, uh, let's look at verse 41 and four, uh, through 44. It says, so they rolled the stone away. And G then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. Hold on a second. Let me go back to the beginning of that verse. It says that, so they rolled the stone away. So that means that sometimes we need some help. We need some help in helping us to get out of this situation. Sometimes we need some prayer partners to come alongside and say, you know what, I'm dealing with this, so I need for you to help me. I need for you to pray for me. I need for us to stand Pray. Anybody ever been there that you need some help? You cannot do You're so weak and cannot make it on your own. So somebody else, uh, 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 Pastor Robert, can you come here a second? Can you come here a second? I just want to give an illustration. We are, but we have been just so, so tired. We're broke. And I've been there before to where it's like I can't move any longer. And so we're just hanging on and we're like, you know what? And Pastor Robert, I, you know, we need somebody to literally just help us along. You ever have needed somebody to just, I, look, I don't have the strength. So just hold me up. Can you hold me up? I know I'm strong. I know yeah, I'm, yeah. he said, I'm heavy. You know, think about it. But, that, oh, my God, and that's an illustration. God says that, look, there are some people that can help to carry your burden even when you can't carry it. They can help you. Not that you're not willing to do it, but you need some help. The Bible says that the strong bear the infirmity of the weak. That's a scripture. Until you're able to stand again, the strong is going to be there and allow you, and they're going to help to bear. Now they ain't gonna pay, they, they're not going to carry you all the way. At some particular point, you got to get up and walk. Like Pastor Robert said, well, wait a minute now, honey. Your whole hundred and some pounds is weighing down on me. Allow some people to come along and help you. Allow yourself to be exposed to the right people so that they can help you, hold you accountable. So it says, Father, I thank you. Last part of verse 41. It says, you always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Jesus is talking to the Father. And then Jesus shouted to Lazarus. He said, come out. Just one word, come out. Jesus is saying to you, come out. Jesus is saying to you and your fine, come out. You done laid there long enough. You've been there long. Come out. He's calling that thing in you and saying, come out. But then this is what really got me. God's word has power. It wasn't anybody else that 
told Lazarus to come out. God is speaking his word to you and saying, come out. His word has the power to change your life. So you think I'm preaching this word for you? No, I'm preaching it for me too. Because I understand that the word of God is not going to return to him void, but it is going to accomplish what he sends forth for it to do. He says, come out, come out of that thing. When God gives you a revelation about something, you take that word and you continually regurgitate it. And, and, and I'm going to let you know right now, when you continuously repeat the God's word back to him, it's going to produce new life. It's going to produce a change. It's going to produce deliverance in your life. The word of God, sharper, powerful than any two-edged sword. The word of God. Want to find out how to get out of your situation? Open up the word of God. Just open it up. You don't know what to, you, I do it all the time. I Google, you know, God, what does your word say about this? And it'll, a whole list of scriptures will come up. Then what you do is you take those scriptures and you begin to quote them over your life. And you say, oh, this one's for me. Oop, this one's for me. Nah, that one ain't really. Oop, this one. You got to learn how to get in that word and allow it to deliver. My last point, take off the bandages. Back in that time, you know, we, we embalm and we put people in a, in a casket and all of that stuff. But back then, uh, I was reading that they wrap the bodies so tight that you can't even move. They wrap the fingers. They wrap it tight. And, and, and so... And when I was reading it, it says that I guess I think after six months or seven months, they'll go into the tomb and then they'll be able to take the uh, take the bones. And they're so nicely laid out. But it was the wrapping that kept it tight. It was the wrapping. Can you understand how tight that wrapping is? You tie something up as tight as you can and you can't move. I remember when I had a cast and I kept wanting to stretch my arm out, but I had to leave it like I couldn't move it. It was tight. Can you imagine how it was for Lazarus to come out of that, uh, out of that tomb so wrapped up and tight? But it was the word. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. It was God's power that allowed for it to come out as tight as it was. And then he said, remove the bandages. Remove the bandages. Holy Spirit is saying, look, look uh, it says we, uh, uh, it says that they took the bandages off. We have to allow Holy Spirit to unwrap those bandages. Y'all get me? He said, un un undo the bandages. And sometimes we, we've come out, the power of Holy Spirit has brought us out, but we're still walking as though we're still bound. We're still thinking as though we're still bound. Our thoughts are bound. God says, but you're free. But we're not willing to take the bandages off. We want to keep them on. And God said, wait a minute, take them off. Take them off. Let's unwrap this thing and let's get these bandages off. And I say to you today, allow the bandages to be taken off.
What needs resurrecting in your life? What is it? Take off the bandages. Take them off. Just to recap, let it die. Because if you lose it, you're going to gain it. Allow the stuff to be rolled away. Get my mind right, Lord, so I can grab a hold and believe your word. God, I understand that your word has power. It's just not pieces of paper or words on a piece of paper. Your words have power. And then, Lord, I'm going to allow the bandages to be taken off. Holy Spirit empowers us to walk this walk. We don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to do it on our own. He helps us. We were in intercessory prayer this morning. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me to think right. Help me to do right. Help me to act right. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me to speak right. Sometimes we could turn around and think that we're so, and that's what I was praying this morning. Sometimes we think that we're so sweet and nice on the outside and God is looking at the inside and say, y'all jacked up. You jacked up in the inside. Your attitude is wrong. The way you say things is wrong. You're just sharp. Well, that's just the way I am. Well, God wants to change the way we are. Amen. I ask you again on today, do you want to stay where you're at or do you want God to resurrect some new things in your life and you're saying, God, I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to let it die. Hallelujah. I'm willing to let it die. I'm going to let it die. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we just praise you and we thank you for your word on today. God, those things that we keep trying to revive, trying to hold on to. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It ain't producing any kind of life. It's not even producing any, any fruit in our life, but we're still holding on to it. But we release it on today, God. We say we're going we're gonna to let it go. You've already pronounced it dead. You've already said the eulogy over it. You've already said it ain't coming back to life. And so, God, help us to let it go. So that, Father, we can see your glory manifesting in our life over and abundant, above what we could ever ask or think. We want to see your glory operating in our life, God. We're wondering why sometimes we're not getting ahead, but it's because we're holding on to dead things. So help us to release the dead things in our life. Help us, Father, to let it go and understand, God, that you've got greater for us. For the suffering and the things that we're going through at this present time, God, is not worthy to be compared to the glory, God, that is going to be revealed in us, through us, and for us. It's not worthy to be compared. So, God, help us, Father, to release that thing. What is it today that you need to release? Is it your life? Have you not given your life to Christ? Say, God, I just released my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Is it your finances? God, I surrender them to you. Is it a relationship? God, I surrender it to you. I'm not going to hold on to it any longer. Because, God, I want 
to see your power operating in my life. I want to see miracles operating in my life. Just like Lazarus, he was dead and it was a miracle that he was raised back to life. God, I believe that you're still operating like that this day and time. But it's our belief. So we say, Lord, help our unbelief. Help us to believe, Father, that you can do above all that we could ever ask or think. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank y'all. Thank you for watching us via live stream today. If you would love prayer, if you would like for us to pray with you or just stand in agreement with you, you need help. And, and somebody just text OA Connect to 55498. And we want to pray with you. We, we want to help you. In your That's what we're here for. That's all we're here for. We, I don't, we don't want to get in your business. We just want to help you. We want to love on you. So if you want to be loved on, just text OA Connect to 55498. The whole church ain't going to know. It goes only to Pastor Robert and myself. But until next week, we just praise you. We thank you. We appreciate you for viewing us on today. And pray that something with helped you out. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Just want to thank everybody for being here on today.